I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from That Film Stew, and this is our latest review, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Directed by Sam Fell, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget is the stop-motion animated comedy film produced by Ardman Animations. It is the sequel to Chicken Run from 2000. The movie is out now on Netflix, but if you haven't watched Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. So, Luke, what is Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget about? Having escaped from the farm, Ginger and Rocky welcome a new little adventurer into their lives. Back on the mainland, the whole of chicken kind faces a terrible new threat. And who could be behind it all? Ah, big surprise. Um, first up, I mean, look, Chicken Run. I actually don't know how you feel about Chicken Run, but I love Chicken Run. It was fantastic. Um, it kind of introduced me to the world of uh, stop motion animation. I know there was Wallace and Grubb and all that kind of stuff, but had never really looked into it. But just the idea of this feature length stop motion movie with chickens, um, you know, it was basically a Great Escape remake, but again, with chickens, it was dark and gloomy. For the most part, lots of laughs, though. Great character designs. Just Ardman at its at its best. Um, Chicken Run is fantastic. The fact that we're getting a sequel, or we have gotten a sequel 23 years later, is, is baffling, also exciting. Um, and it's a Netflix original, so... We have, we have hope. <laughs> yeah. But are, you, I, are you a well, fan? I'm English. Ardman, Wallace and Gromit. I grew up on this, like Christmas time, oh, Wallace and Gromit. So I yeah. was very, very familiar. 2000, I was there watching this at the cinema. I think it was more me being a fan of maybe Mel Gibson at the time than Ardman. <laughs> so I was a little bit older in 2000. But now I've always enjoyed, you know, Ardman and, and Chicken Run. You guys at Rewind and Review have done a full review, so I recently shared that on social media. I thought you had. I went back and checked. So you've reviewed that already, so this will fit nicely with that one. But you're right, 23 years. It is a bit of a gap. And it had been a while since I'd seen Chicken Run. So I watched it. In fact, you know, I watched Chicken Run and this one back-to-back. Because I was curious. I was curious. I think it was a mistake. <laughs> I watched them back to back. A mistake in doing that, you mean, as as in just to get the the contrast of the two movies? Is that what you're I mean, implying? I am sure we're going to get into the voice cast. For the most part, where possible, they are back. But we don't have the same actors voicing Rocky and Ginger. And it did not work for me at all. Maybe if I'd not rewatched Chicken Run, I wouldn't have noticed it as much. But it really bothered me. I I mean, it's been... I think I've probably watched Chicken Run again, like, 
a few months ago, maybe like maybe four or five months ago at a, at a random guess. I will say with Tanny Newton as, as the new voice of Ginger, not too bad. But I she think it works sound, well. She, but she doesn't well, sound like Ginger. I mean, again, I'm separating it from a few months of viewing. I, I do get that you watched it immediately after. I think it worked enough. Where I really struggled, though, was Zachary Levi replacing Mel Gibson. Awful. It wasn't deep enough. It wasn't, it's even weird saying, it wasn't American enough, which I know is baffling. Yeah. He's an American guy. But it just didn't strike that kind of, and there's a giant pun here, it, Rocky wasn't cocky enough. Like, it, he didn't have, and I get it, the characters changed since the end of that first movie and even Not by now, like, he's too bad, much. I mean, he's a parent he now. He felt like a completely yeah. different character. He, he did. felt like a different, like, where's my Rocky? He wasn't in this. It's something different. And maybe the voice, you know, look, what Zachary Levi's doing here, perfectly fine, right? Just as a performance, like, uh, we know he's a decent actor. He's, what he's, he's doing done, here is, is yeah, good. Yeah, he's it's done, good. but he's done animation, like, you know, Tangled is really good in that. Yeah, and it's another movie where he took over from the original actor as well. But yeah, as a performer, like playing a character, fine. But here he's playing Rocky. The character previously voiced by Mel Gibson. And there's reasons why, I mean, we know, like there's reasons why they didn't bring back Mel Gibson. I've recently gone back and I've been re-watching the Luther Weapon films. I've been watching Mad Max and I've been watching a few uh, Mel Gibson films and bloody hell, back then, nobody was doing what he was doing. Like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't just another action guy. And I can see why they got him for that first Chicken Run movie. And he's fantastic as Rocky. It's all there in the voice. And it's not here in this movie. They did look at other actors, and it's you know it, it's a ridiculous list. Mark Wahlberg, Ryan Reynolds, Neil Patrick Harris, Will Ferrell, Channing Tatum, Brendan Fraser, Johnny Knoxville, John Hamm, Jason Bateman, Paul Rudd, Keanu Reeves. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Zachary Levi, we got him. He's our Rocky. We don't need any of those other guys. <laughs> and with Tandy Newton as Ginger. I mean, the idea behind her casting is that she apparently sounds too old. I mean, not too much time has really passed between movies. But if we're looking at the age difference between Julia Swalia and Tandy Newton, four years. Yeah, that is the age gap. So, I don't know. It, yeah, I mean... I remember when they first announced that they were replacing like list those the two leads. It was just like ah, you know, when you come back for a sequel, no matter how many years it's been, if you're replacing the actors, something's like it just starts to feel like ah, oh, is this like a cheap, like you know, direct a home video sequel? You know, like back go back to the the Disney days of doing that. That was the vibe I've I've, I've had the whole time leading up to this. Although you know those first trailers that came out kind of turned me around i was like ah, oh, look it looks pretty decent i'll give this a shot and i did 
you know, get pretty excited when it was, you know, days away from coming out. I was like, ah, oh, chicken run this Friday. Fantastic. I'll be there. Let's, um, let's sit down and watch it. But yeah, the, again, I, I think, I think Danny Newton taking over from Julia worked well enough. Worked well enough. Like, again, I didn't do the back to back, but the, the Zachary Levi just replaced him with Gibson just was just completely a different voice. I was like, ah, very, very thrown. And I guess quite familiar with the movie. So it just didn't, I didn't work for me, but I mean, they did get a whole bunch of um, other actors back. I think um, I want to say Lynn Ferguson as Mac and Imelda Staunton as Bunty. I believe yep. she's back as well. Um, David Bradley, maybe. Nope. No, David him, Bradley, maybe. he replaced that was Whitmer, the, wasn't it? Yeah, who passed away. He said Bradley's come on as Fowler, the elderly booster. Yeah. And he's fantastic. But this is a case where they couldn't bring the original actor back. And David Bradley is an actor and like yeah, and that's fine. That's a lot anyway. So it, it was good having him added to the cast. Jane Horrocks is back as Babs. That's the other one. Yeah, I think it was just the three. I think it was just the three. So yeah, Babs, Mac and Bunty. Yeah, I don't know why they recast Nick and Fletcher, the two rats. I don't know what happened there because like, in the previous movie, was it Phil Phil Daniels was who was a uh, Fletcher? Was Phil Fletcher Daniels was Fletcher and Timothy Paul. Yeah, it was Nick. So they've not brought them back. What I think's weird about this though is Ramesh Ranganathan. In the UK, it's huge. It is the weakest link. It's on radio. It does music. It does stand up. Um, is you know different quiz shows. Is is a big deal in the UK. He's got a podcast with Tom Davis. Interestingly, Tom Davis is in the new Wonka movies. It's good that they're having a bit of a bit of a moment. But we've got a podcast, The Wolf and Owl. I'm a big fan of that one. It's a comedy podcast. Because them two are mates and they're doing a show together. So Ramesh Ranganathan, I know what he sounds like because I listen to him a lot in this movie. Does it really sound like him? So I don't know <laughs> if it's a case of him, you know, trying to sound like the other guy, but he just he doesn't really sound like him. And, and Daniel Mays, who's the new Fletcher, I don't know. I, I don't know what the idea behind that casting was like. Is the idea... That they wanted him to sound, or wanted them to sound like the the previous guys. With these guys, like I found that it again worked, like worked well enough. It wasn't it wasn't distracting. I guess the differences in the voice, like 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 it worked. I mean, I, there was a clear like okay, they they're clearly the different guys, but again, it it kind of worked for. And I suppose like these are supporting characters, not as not as jarring. It wasn't dramatically different. Like it's not like they were suddenly speaking with like completely different accents. No, but and I um, liked it and it worked. But for me going into this, hey, here's this comedian that I like, Ramesh Ranganathan. Yeah, why? And he's in this and he's voicing Nick. And I'm <laughs> watching that... it and I'm like, huh, where's Ramesh? <laughs> he doesn't it's sound like him. Where it's like you go out of your way to, to hire somebody specifically for the for a role, yeah, a, a, a known name, right? So there's a little part of, hey, we're not just getting him for the talent. It's like we're getting him for his name as well. It's part of it. You know, it's, it's a business. We get it. 
and then the person doesn't like the character doesn't sound anything like that person. It's it's bizarre. It's always baffled me when that happens. Like, why yeah, even get that Because again, I mean, Ardman is so British, always has been. And in the UK, Ramesh Ranganathan is a big deal. And here he is in this movie, not sounding like Rom, but it's fine. You know, I, but he's I don't know. It. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is still. He is still in it. And there's a new a new character. Oh, actually, we should probably mention Molly, the daughter, and she's voiced by the actress from The Last of Us, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. I think she <laughs> was in. What did she do? She, she was in Game of Thrones. Oh, wasn't she? Game of Thrones. Yeah, that people was know her from things, but she's the daughter of Ginger and Rocky. And we've talked about, like, okay, I think we've done enough, like, just poking holes in the, in the voice casting. The actual <laughs> plot, I really like. The first movie, it's a... they need to break out. The second movie, yep. they need to break in. I just love the fact that it's as simple as that. Obviously, there's other things going on as well, but essentially, that is what is happening. It sounds so basic. So straightforward, but it works. I did like it. I did like the plot. I think I think what comes with everything that's going on is that I do feel like they went really big with stuff. Like, you know, when you when you take that first movie and it's like they're on the they're they're basically they're on a farm. They're on a farm, but like it's you know, they've just got their they've got their little bunks and cabins and it's like They've just got to get on the other side of the fence. Like, that's what it's all about. But there's so much drama to that. Where here, it's like they're breaking in to this, like, giant factory facility thing. There's security guards. Like, there's, there. I mean, there's the, the fun little gag with, like, the eye retina scanning thing. Where it's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, but at the same time, there's... It's still a facility that it's got the security measures and things. It's very like it's like a James Bond villain kind of layout when they're in there, and it's like uh, I don't know the things with the collars and the like almost like mind control kind of thing with the chickens. Very sci-fi element and stuff, just very big. So when you're talking about like, I, I did still like the story and the fact that it's like, yeah, we've now we're going to break in, save the daughter. Um, you know, all our reservations about, no, we need to protect ourselves now. And, you know, we finally made it. No other chickens are now in danger. Let's put ourselves on the line to save the rest of chicken kind. Like all of that, I'm like, cool. There's some character conflict and things and a little bit for ginger to sort of, you know, develop a little bit more, even as a character. Um, but at the same time, when they go into it, what could have been a simple yet very intricate was like a simple plot with all this like crazy bonkers things going on, which I think very unnecessary. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, this is a movie that they've released 23 years later and a modern audience today isn't the same as they were in 2000. I don't care the modern audience. I I mean, it's not been 23 years for the characters, but it it has. Yeah. It has for us. I don't know. I mean, in that first movie, the chickens built a flying machine. It's pretty high concept, you know. Yeah, but like out of scraps and things, like out of just bits and pieces and like supplies. And yeah, it's like ridiculous. But at the end of the day, it really was just like, and it, it was a thing that was flung 
and then it fluttered in the air for a bit until it eventually crashed on a on the little island thingy. But I don't know. There's something about. I mean, you never want to compare to the original, but how can you not? When it, this is obviously the direct follow up sequel to it, the just like the the grittiness and like the just the very enclosed tightness spatial smallness of that movie and everything that was happening and even like the character depth of you know like the mistrust the deception the you know like believing in another character and then being let down and then dealing with that and and being like i don't know just there's there's a lot a lot of stuff that ginger went through in that first movie where here it is like it's just really simple and then just really wacky and big and bright as well, which I know it's like, look, they're off the farm. It should be bright. Grass is now greener. They can see that. It but should still, be. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of bright colours in this movie, and I'm like, ah, oh, just tonally, this is very different. I know, but that... I'm, that I'm an old man Molly... on, the, on the hill yelling, being like, eh, <laughs> I'm there with you. my old movie back. <laughs> That's, well, moments before this movie, I was watching that old movie, and it's just going from that to this... And you're right, it is brighter, it's more colourful, but it's not just when Molly is captured and she's in that new that new prison. Just the look and the designs, and they've got to do it. Like They can't date themselves by having it looking like that first movie, but it's just noticeably different. And one could argue this new one looks better than that last one. I mean, that's not my argument. I think the first one <laughs> looks a lot better, yeah. but it's obviously it's more modern. I mean, the movie looks beautiful. Like it really is a good looking movie. And you know, the stop motion's still working and the designs are there, but it definitely doesn't have the oh. grain of that first movie. Mm. Which again, it's it's well the thing where it's like you you give a movie this like really nice polish, sometimes it does kind of lose its realism which seems like a bonkers statement you know it was like hey that movie 23 years ago because it looked more rough it therefore kind of looked realer but yeah that's it's just crazy talk um but with this like i was looking at the animation so yeah they did still obviously stick with like the stop motion animation stuff which is great and you can see it in the quality of the characters and uh, how they're moving and things like that but there is a much heavier use of CGI in this film as well to enhance things. Um, there's pretty much all the backdrops and uh, most of the actual scenery that you see is CGI. So, and I, I actually I noticed that going straight into it because I didn't actually know this for a fact. I had to look into it after because I was like, wait, is this whole thing CGI or is it? Because and I was like, if it is all CGI, I was like, the the stop motion animation on them is is really detailed. Like I could see fingerprints. So this is bizarre. Um, but I was noticing, I was like, as characters are like interact interacting with the backgrounds, there are some that I'm like, no, that's real. That either that's an amazing CGI work, or or that's actually real because that's what it looked like. But there's other shots where it's like, it's it would be the equivalent of like, hey, that guy's walking in front of a green screen. That's what I was feeling. I was like, nah, that's an animated background, and then your plasticine, and it broke the illusion and, and it's just, I don't know, it looked too, and I think it was because of that polish look, like it looked too clean. Yeah. You've got the stop, the stop there, yeah, the stop motion uh, clay work. And then 
it wasn't meshing with a lot of the like there's a a lot of the scenes of like when they're on you know their little island paradise thing but and i'm like this isn't a real scene like this is animated and i can tell it still looked pretty decent for like a you know for cgi and stuff like high quality but at the same time i'm like eh, but like the the awe and wonder of like oh wow they built that and that's an amazing thing it's like yeah but they did it it's all done on a computer so it's like it's like if if you go back to wallace and gromit a man his dog other characters would come Mm -hmm. in and out but for the most part they would be in a house (laughs) and then chicken run they're on a farm but like you were talking about before it's not too many that locations really most of it is in one place the backgrounds are still trees, fields, whatever. Whereas this one, it's like they more, the more they do in their movies, the less is going to be done by hand because it's yeah, just and possible. it's there's just something kind of sad about that. And that's like I know it's like it's it's modern. They're utilizing utilizing the tools that they've got, but at the same time, I'm like, be stop motion, like be. Who you are. These films take, take so long to make. Do you know how long it's been since the last Aardman film? <laughs> um, was it that? Was it that? Is that soccer one or the football? It was. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Here came out? That would be seven years ago. Six, five years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, five. Years. <laughs> it's been five years. That's... Hey, these movies take a very long time. But yeah, early yeah. man. That came out in 2018, and we did review that. I forgot, but we did it years ago, five years. Ago. <laughs> That's one. Wasn't that like one of the first? That was one of the first kids' movies we we did. Or I think it was. Yeah, it was, I saw the number today. I think it was something like 112 episode 112 of the podcast thereabouts. But I remember at the time when we were reviewing that, finding out that one of the early working titles of that movie was early Manchester United. Because honestly, even though I'd seen the trailers, I didn't realise it was going to be a football movie. That kind of yeah. still caught me by surprise. No, even when I watched the whole movie and then like a week had passed and then we were sit, sat down for our you know our discussion, our review, and you were like, oh yeah, early Manchester. And I was like, oh, that's what man means. Yeah. I mean, it's clever. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, it. it's uh, <laughs> five years. That blew my mind. It's been five years yeah, since that's... that, and that is this good. is this their first sequel? Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh no, there's been two Sean no, the Sheep done... movies. They did um, yeah, the follow up to Farmageddon. One movie, and then the rest of the them are like TV specials. Yeah, yeah Curse They're of the Were Rabbit. That's the one movie they've done, and all the other okay. one, like the Wrong Trousers, all of them, they're like half hour specials. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like with the again, like with the animation, like like there's there's bits that looked really cool, like looked good and, and stuff. And then sometimes what was animated looked good as well. But then some sometimes the meshing of the two just was what was breaking for me. And there I've got to admit, there are some shots, and I don't know why, but it seems to be involving um uh, which one is it? Mac, the the Scottish one. Where it's like you've you've got her standing next to like Ginger or another character or something, and for some reason she's she's very clearly CGI. Like you've got your you've got your plasticine Ginger, and the next to her is is a CGI Mac. And to make it even worse, for some reason the CGI really isn't great. 
on it. Like it, like the lighting isn't correct. I don't know if you noticed, but it happened twice. Even the wife sat next to me. She was like, yeah, that looks shocking. What is going on there? So I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, right. I didn't, um, I didn't notice that. And then like there's, oh, where is it? I think it's, um, oh, when they're first like sort of scoping the, like the new, like the chicken facility factory thing. And it's like the sun's kind of setting, like the lighting is obviously meant to be like, you know, not bright, not dark, but it's like there. I don't know why, but it's like the, the whole lighting situation there with the characters, I don't know, it felt, it just kind of made the scene, again, like kind of break the realism a little bit where, again, Ardman Productions are usually really good with just creating these, like just bringing to life these like moments. And I don't know, it's just that whole sequence there with the lighting. I just yeah. had issues with, I don't know. Yeah. Again, for the most part, the animation was good. It worked, but there was just a lot that was kind of like, oh, this is kind of not great and just kind of messing with me. Just, yeah, multiple things. All right, when overall, we're talking animation then, you know the opening and they're doing flashbacks and when Rocky's telling Molly about what had happened in that first movie? Hmm. Had they redone that? Because I'm only asking, because again, I did watch that first one beforehand and it looked different. Whether they put a different filter on it or something, but the animation looked different in the I mean, retelling it was, it was of the black flashback. And white, wasn't it? Or like a sepia tone kind of. Yeah, oh, it just it, like it didn't. It, I don't know. I, it looked more. It was almost like if it was live action, they reenacted it. It didn't seem like they were just showing footage from that first movie. I mean, I probably have to go back. Like, obviously, they were very short little snippets, so hard to tell. But obviously, you did have the very immediate, um, you know, comparison that you had. I didn't notice too much of a difference to it. I was trying to pick up on. Oh, hey, surely they've re-recorded Ginger and stuff just to make it seem, you know, seamless. However, you watch the credits, it says, it actually says there's a special mention of, um, oh, I can't remember. How do you pronounce her last name? Julia Swahili? Swahili? I just, I read it as Julia Swalia. And I think yeah, it is Julia the, the best name. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. It is great. And she's she's delightful. But yeah, there's a special mention to her. Um, and it actually says, you know, like um, from flashback sequence or flashback scenes or something. So what about Mel? Maintain the audio. Is it just her he, and not Mel? Because I guess Zachary is doing Rocky, any, isn't he? They didn't use any Rocky flash. Well, oh. He was there, but they didn't use any Rocky audio. Because I guess so he's telling just... the story, isn't he? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, and that would have been very jarring. But I mean, again, I didn't notice the difference. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, they actually use Julia's voice for Ginger in the flashbacks. And then it wasn't as jarring when, when, you know, Danny Newton chimed in because I was like, oh, well, again, I reckon it sounded pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Not too bad. Oh, she, sound, sound, she, sound, she sounds nothing like Ginger at all. It's That's crazy. All right. She's a different I reckon person. If I, if, if I get like a, like an actual, if I do what you do, like do the side by side or just watch a clip from that first movie. And then I'll probably be, agree with you and be like, yeah, yeah. But I think we do that. I mean, at again, least I'm standing by it worked well enough. At least she's English, you know, that they didn't cast an American, you know, to voice Ginger. <laughs> so there's, there's that. I mean, but there's so many. Point, at least Zachary Levi is American uh, and they didn't cast an English person, but 
He's yeah, definitely he's American, American, isn't he? American we're not, enough. We're not going to find out that he's Canadian, are we? This whole time. No. Let me, let me do a quick Google just to find it for sure. American, yeah. Okay, Louisiana. I'll let him off. He, he is <laughs> he's American. But still oh, not American. Yeah. Oh, man. If we, if we could, if there was a different movie, like episode title of this, it would be Zachary Levi is not American enough. <laughs> 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 there's a there's a couple of other people in here. I mean, Miranda Richardson is back as Mrs. Tweedy, uh, the chicken's former owner who oh, yeah, seeks should... revenge. So that that was good. That. Um, I I think I must have seen an initial trailer and haven't really thought about it much since. And unlike you, this is not a sequel or a movie that I had been looking forward to. It's one that I knew was coming, and I was going to be watching, but I didn't watch it with my mm. kids because they had zero interest. Oh, they've seen that she they've has. seen that first one they just yeah, yeah. interested well, in this so i watched it by myself but yeah so when she pops back up i'm like yeah that makes sense it makes sense like she i remember her featuring be i remember her being in the trailers but i was thinking with this like i was like oh she'll probably pop up at some point just as something and then as when they revealed her character even then like she looked she looked kind of different in this and I was thinking, I was like, is this like a sister or a daughter situation? Especially when she was introduced, you know, like she's like, oh, like this is my wife or husband, however the hell they did it. And I was like, oh, what happened to Mr. Tweety? And then there were so many questions and I was like, oh, well, maybe this is like their daughter or their, that's their son or something. I don't know. There was something going on. But then I was like, no, that, that legit is Mrs. Tweety. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know. I was genuinely surprised. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, not, um, not <laughs> yeah, just me. That's- so, so it's good yeah, having they brought her back as like the main villain. Yeah, you it was. Know, it was another idiotic husband, which is all good. But um, I don't know. Doctor Fry. So, yeah, it was. It was good having her back. We had Doctor Fry, um, voiced by Nick Muhammad, and at times he sounded very Nick Muhammad. I do like him. I've seen him in things over the years. Um, I think the biggest thing that he's done of late, he plays Nathan Shelley in Ted Lasso. Um, I've only seen right. the first two seasons. I'm waiting on season three. I've not seen that yet, but he seems to be taking a bit of an evil turn. So I need to wait for the third season. Um, so I'm a bit off him at the moment, not the actor, the character, Nathan. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's good in this as uh, as Dr. Fry. And as well as him, we've also got another new character voiced by, always hard to pronounce, Peter Serafinowicz. And he's in this as Reginald Smith. Oh, yeah. He was the guy that was visiting the facility, the the fast food. That's it. He's like, the guy. Oh, he's no, not no, a yeah. sir. What was it? Sir Mix-a-Lot or Pies-a-Lot? I can't remember. Mix-a-Lot. What was it? What oh, was the company called? Eat-a-Lot or something? I think it was Eats-a-Lot. It's not important. Okay. Uh, sir Eats-a-Lot. That sounds more more like it. But, um, mm. yeah. So that's uh, that's another yeah, new character. I like the whole, the whole like you know like they it's almost like they invented nuggets and <laughs> them creating a partnership with this fast fast food giant um and that's their whole thing it's always baffled me it, it was the same with the pies the machine that takes the chicken in whole spits out nuggets i'm like like at what point does the defeathering happen what happens to like all the other bits like the feet and the beaks and the gross stuff that you don't want um i don't know i've spent that's, um i've spent time in a chicken factory it is horrible 
So let's move on. <laughs> but is, it, not... is it chuck him in the machine and the machine does it all? Or... Oh, there's multiple machines. There's there's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. I... When... Oh, let's move on. When Mrs. Tw- okay, we... I'll move on, but kind of the same. When Mrs. Tweedy falls into the machine... I was like, oh my god, like she's gonna get shredded up because that's what that was. It was like a big shredding machine. But she was just okay. She was she was just, just battered. Comes out all battered. Yeah. She'd been crumbed. Not like, not like battered, yeah, just like crumbed. Like, like... You know? Yeah, because when that okay, happened. Okay, this is a cartoon. Yeah, all right. Because that first movie, remember, was a G. This one mm. is a PG. That first movie is a G. What Ardman does very well is cut from one scene to another without actually showing you what's happened. So you, you get that chicken who can't lay eggs in the beginning of the first movie. She gets taken oh. away. And then it is Ginger that sees, but only the silhouette of her getting a head chopped off. Yeah, and it's her reaction that, like... And then it cuts to the farmhouse and the kitchen table and the the bones of that chicken is on the table. Visual storytelling. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. To and that was a G-rated move, but you're watching it. Oh my word! The equivalent to that in this is that one chicken that again goes into that machine. You don't actually see anything happening there, but it's like she goes in, and then out comes a bucket of popcorn chicken or nuggets or whatever the hell it is. It's not the same. Not the same though. No, I mean it's that thing that I just described on the first movie, but not done as well. And it's not it's, it's like, not as horrific. Goes in, ping, dun, done. Oh, okay. There it's wasn't like, any emotional impact. It wasn't like a oh, it's like it's like uh-huh, nuggets. That's <laughs> what we got in a G-rated movie twenty-three years ago, and this yeah. is what we're getting a PG today. It's it's softer, isn't it? Just it overall is. softer, like the grit, the the darkness of that first movie, just completely absent in this. It's it's non-existent. It's very so soft, soft and bright. <laughs> Before, Which I think overall brings like a lower quality, I think. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. I was going to say, before we get to the ratings, I feel like we're nearly there. I just want to give mm. a shout out to Josie Sedgwick Davis as Frizzle, Molly's best friend, Irish, really, well, quite thick Irish accent. No, not Irish. <laughs> she was um, Geordie, wasn't she? What am I talking about? Pretty sure she was, um, pretty sure she was Geordie, but just, Hearing her, I'm like, oh wow, that's you know an interesting addition to the cast. And I thought, oh, I'll go on to IMDb and see what else she's done. And next to nothing, she appeared on one <laughs> other show this year, but this is her first movie. I'm hope I'm getting that right. She was Geordie, wasn't she? I I, I would I I'll just say yes. Um, I Do you know so. what? It was a very I yeah. I feel so embarrassed. Right, so I've basically I've gone from Ireland to Newcastle. No, she's from Liverpool. She's a Scouse. Wow, <laughs> what a roller coaster! Honestly, I mean, I'm from I'm from England. There is so many accents. It's a strong accent. It was a strong accent. Uh, yeah, but, but, she's a... but anyway, I'm like, hey, cool. What else has she done? No, this is like a this yeah. is going to be hopefully a big break for her. But I thought she was really good as the kooky kooky best friend. Yeah. And she made it out. It's all good. She was like the motivation for Molly to round up the trips. Anyway, all right. We've done it. Let's um let's give a rating if you can rate Chicken Run Dawn on the Nugget out of 
five nuggets. What would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. It's definitely one to recommend. Like it is a good film. Oh, it is. It is. I'm having a bit of a hard time with this one, if I'm honest. Similar when we reviewed Candy Cane Lane. I didn't get to watch it with my kids, and I thought at the time maybe I'd have got more out of that movie if I did get to see it with my kids. And Maybe I shouldn't have watched it back-to-back with that first one, but I wanted a refresher, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. But I'm going I'm to recommend this. There's things to like. There's things to dislike. The casting, the new casting really didn't work for me, specifically Ginger and Rocky. Ah, uh, yeah, three three nuggets out of five. <laughs> oh, sick with that. Um, I think like, like like you, like there are bits to like, and I think overall, like I enjoyed the story, but everything is just a step back. Like it's like it's a weaker story, it's with weaker perform ah oh, no, it's not weaker performances, but it's like it's just weaker characterization and drama to it all and everything seems to be bigger and brighter and just softer like there is no real threat i think despite the fact you know there are there are axes and machines with blades and things like it's a yeah it's just a toned down watered version there's still nice little delightful things to have but i think overall can't come in any higher than a 2.5 it's if someone was like, hey, should I watch it? I would struggle to honestly be like, yeah, go for it. I'd just be like, look, if you want to check it out. But otherwise, don't know. So yeah, 2.5. I mean, now I feel like I'm coming way too high, but I'll I'll stand oh, by. 5.5, you're all right. I'll okay. stand by the <laughs> 3 out of 5. Well, that's it for our review of Chicken Run, Dawn of a Nugget. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Candy Cane Lane and Silent Night. And this is going to be our last review for 2023. We will will be returning in the new year. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.